All right, today is a big mini-sode. A big mini-sode? Because we are, we are talking about an icon. Oh. A cocktail icon. Ooh. Yes. Yes, Which yes, one? yes. Something so classy, it will never be outdone by the most intricate cocktail. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm talking about the martini. Ooh. Yes, there are some cocktails that will just never go out of style, and I think martini is going to absolutely be one true. of those. It might have fallen out of favor, if you will, right. in more so modern the, like, years. fancy cocktails yeah. come on. tiki drinks, big wave, things that only have two or three ingredients aren't always the most popular. But I will say they're the ones that endure. Old-fashioned, martini, Manhattan. Yeah. These are all cocktails that will never go anywhere and really are the basis of a lot of modern cocktails just mm-hmm. built off of these recipes. Yeah, that's true. I kind of like wish that I was cooler and could drink martinis <laughs> like i actually don't really like them <laughs> well they're not for everybody because they are i mean I essentially they're straight they're straight alcohol and yeah. that's, that's hard for a lot of people so yeah that's not really my style but they are really cool and they're fantastic and it is fancy. i don't i'm not really apt to make them for myself at home because i feel weird drinking a three or four ounce martini alone, alone especially if you're not into them drinking a martini alone uh, it's less classy and starts to feel a little more sad. For me, um, yeah. it's just you my, style. You my style. You do you. I have mad respect for you uh, <laughs> if you're mixing up cocktails on a regular basis, specifically martinis. Now, like I said, with its basic ingredients and this refined air about it, it's just one of those drinks that will just never be outdone. It's just – it's the whole kiss mentality, right? Keep it simple, stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, so from James Bond's widely recognized shaken, not stood endorsement yes. – to Ernest Hemingway's pronouncement in his novel, classic novel, A Farewell to Arms, where he said, I have never tasted anything so cool and clean. They make me feel civilized. Ooh. They just look, they just look they classy. They do look civilized, I know. Now, if I were to say this to you, um, if I say martini to you, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Probably James Bond or olives. What about spirit? Oh, vodka. Vodka, right? Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> It's, gin, right? It's gin, a real yeah. martini. If you just say, I want a martini, you're indicating that you want a gin-based cocktail. Yeah. So it is a gin-based beverage that's, you know, will continue being this iconic drink because of its place in pop culture, you know, James Bond, Mad Men, novels like from Ernest Hemingway, things like that. But a true martini is made with gin yeah. and not vodka. So you have to ask, if you if you go to a bar and you've got a smarmy enough bartender and you, at, you want a vodka martini and you ask for a martini and you get gin... That's Don't, on you. That's on you. Um, <laughs> just read the room and ask for a vodka mart. Ask for exactly what you want in your cocktail glass. <laughs> so the history of this drink, as you can imagine, it's really murky, mm. um, mainly because it's told by people who've been drinking too many martinis. <laughs> um, one prevalent theory, it points to the town of Martinez, California. So yes, yeah, so a martini is an American cocktail. Mm. So, I don't know why I think of it as like Italian or something. It's because of the name. Yeah. Because of the name. So this is where historians and town inhabitants alike claim that the drink was invented there during the gold rush in the mid-1800s. So apparently, a gold miner who had recently struck it rich decided to celebrate his good fortune at a local bar. He requested champagne, but they didn't have it, as you can imagine, <laughs> in mid-1800s uh, California. So the bartender insisted on concocting another beverage made from ingredients he actually had on hand. So Old Tom Gin, Vermouth bitters, and maraschino liqueur with a slice of lemon. Hmm. And this is how the Martinez special was born, otherwise known as the Martinez, hmm. which is actually a, a fantastic cocktail on its own. Really, really delicious. 
So the miner enjoyed the drink so much, as the story goes, that he tried to order it again when he got back to San Francisco, where, of course, the bartender looked at him like he was a madman. No right. idea what. So he had to teach the bartender how to make this drink. And the popularity of this, um, it spread widely really quickly. And it was first published in the bartender's manual in the 1880s. Okay. But this theory isn't unanimously accepted. Um, a man named Barnaby Conrad III, who is the author of a book on the martini's origin, which a name like Barnaby Conrad III, you were born to write a book about martinis. <laughs> he claims that the drink was in fact invented in San Francisco after uh, a miner requested a pick-me-up in the city on his way to Martinez. So he was on his way to Martinez as a gold gold miner, requested mm-hmm. a drink, and the bartender invented it for him there. Hence why it became the Martini or the Martinez at the time. Yeah. So it was also assertions that it originated in New York's Knickerbocker Hotel on the East Coast. And some others say that the drink was actually named after Martini and Rossi Vermouth, oh. which was the first uh, – it was the vermouth that was created in the, the mid-1800s. Right. And apparently, in interest of brevity, they just became known as the Martini. Interesting. So that one kind of makes sense. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, the popularity of the Martini never seems to wane, though, over time. And it was particularly popular during the 1950s and 1960s in America, where the three martini lunch was a widespread practice for <laughs> oh cosmopolitan executives and business people. <laughs> that's, so if you had lunch, three martinis, that's, that's okay. Nine Four, ounces. you're pushing it. That's about nine ounces of alcohol that if the bartender's measuring properly. A lot of booze. So I've actually witnessed this, believe it or not. The three um, martini lunch? The three martini lunch. And it was when I was serving tables on Newbury Street when I was in college. There was a uh, group of regulars that would come in off, an older gentleman at the time. So this would have been almost 20 years ago. So, you know, 17, 18 years ago. Um, and at the time, they were probably in their mid-60s to early 70s. And one of them was a retired surgeon who now was a professor of surgery. He, I don't know if it's a professor of surgery, but he was a, yeah. know, a teacher, if you will. And they would come in a few times a week, and this particular doctor would have, in a lunch span, which is generally about an hour, hour and a half, yeah. three Tanqueray martinis, bone dry, straight up with extra olives. Wow. Three of them. Was, I think I would fall over. I've, I I don't know how. He walked out upright every single time. I mean, if he's time. been doing that, like, at least a few times a week. At that point, it was common practice for him probably since, yeah, the, <laughs> since probably. the 60s. I remember messaging to the bartender once on, like, like a sub note on the, uh, on the martini. Like, it was the third one. And this is probably, like, the sixth or seventh time I've waited on this guy. I just put a note, and I was like, man, that is some job security. I was like, oh, my <laughs> yeah. gosh. Nine <laughs> ounces of straight alcohol in the middle of the day. Yes. Good on you, mate. Like, that is just, that's impressive. That's impressive. It's something, I'll say that. Obviously, since the 60s, our societal stance on daytime drinking, um, not to mention, like, standards of productivity and workplace culture, uh, have changed somewhat since the Mad Men era. Mm-hmm. And uh, these days, the martini is much more commonly consumed in the evening hours. Martini time, martini bars, like, cocktail yeah. hour, that kind of thing. Yeah. At least on weekdays. Um, weekends, it's up to you when you want to have one. <laughs> Now, as numerous theories on the cocktail's origins exist, so do a lot of different versions and recipes of the cocktail, obviously. Mm. So a traditional martini contains gin and dry vermouth and served extremely cold with a green olive or lemon garnish. The olive is actually the more traditional Mm. preparation of the drink. I prefer a twist in my martini, but that's just me. I'm not a big olive person in my Mm. cocktails. 
<laughs> I could maybe drink a martini if it was like half olive juice. Yeah, you're you could do a dirty martini. I could do it. I could maybe absolutely. Do a dirty martini. And you don't dislike gin. Yeah, no, it's just like not really my drink of choice. Yeah, I mean, I love I gin by itself. I love I love the flavor of gin. Like I'm one of those people that just the botanic. I, I don't know what it is. Gin is fantastic. Not a big fan of dry vermouth on its own, but for some people, they don't like gin, they don't like vermouth, but they love martinis. So it's definitely mm. one of those things that... Yeah, it can hit a lot of it's, different yeah. palettes. And it's definitely greater than the sum of its parts, like mm. 100%. Some of the, some, some, you know, they've shed some of the older ingredients. The Martinez still exists as a standalone cocktail with all those ingredients. Um, some classic gin martini recipes will actually have a couple dashes of orange bitters in there. That's delicious. That sounds good. Now, if someone's doing that, I'll definitely ask for a twist because I don't like the, the the touch of citrus with the olive. Yeah, not really my cup of tea. It doesn't really um, go. But oh man, it is it is so good. Now, there's obviously like different takes on the martini, right? So I don't mean different like apple teeny and blah, 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 lychee teeny. Those aren't even martinis. Yeah. Um, but the different preparation types of a martini, mm. like the martini lingo, if you will, yeah. if you're trying to order certain well, things. Well, shaken, not stirred is like not really how it's supposed to go. Ooh, yeah. I was going to get James into that later, Bond. but oh. I'm a huge James Bond fan. Love James Bond. Um, a true martini should be stirred and not shaken. So James Bond's a little basic. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but what he was drinking was uh, a different variant on the martini called a Vesper. Hmm. It's named after the character Vesper Lynn in Casino Royale. Okay. So a Vesper is equal parts gin and vodka hmm. with Lillet Blanc instead of the vermouth. Oh, interesting. And a twist. Hmm. Delicious. Absolutely. Vesper is fantastic. Really refreshing and bright. Now there's obviously there's – I'm going to order a martini straight up. means it's just going to be straight up in a martini glass. No ice, not on the rocks. They're going to strain the rocks out on the rocks. If I have to explain that, we got a problem. Um, <laughs> there's dry – which means a little bit less of the dry vermouth in there. Extra dry, which is like they Barely basically any. wave it over the top. Yeah. Bone dry, which means no vermouth. It's just straight gin stirred over ice. I love that. It's delicious. <laughs> it's great. Chilled gin. I like it. Um, the dirty, of course, the dirty martini, mm-hmm. which has olive juice, olive brine in there from the olives. Uh, the Gibson, which is exactly the same recipe as a standard martini, um, but pickled onions instead of mm-hmm. olives. Gibson is good. Yeah. Little cocktail onions are really nice. Yeah. You can do a dirty Gibson too. I've seen that where they put the onion juice in the oh, – it's brine. It's not really yeah, onion yeah, juice, yeah. but in there. Right, so it's like... Now, if you ordered a perfect martini, I want my martini to be perfect. You're going to get a very different cocktail than you're expecting. So a perfect martini is equal parts dry vermouth and sweet vermouth that make up the normal vermouth portion of a, of a martini, which is generally – it's generally anywhere from four to eight parts gin to one part vermouth, depending on how you want to make it. But, you know, two and a half ounces of vermouth or two and a half ounces of gin to like a half ounce of vermouth generally. So, but a half sweet, half dry vermouth is a perfect martini. Hmm. And there's also one that I didn't know about until I started doing this research, but I want to try it. A burnt martini. Hmm. Burnt martini will have just a tiny little splash of smoky Isla single malt scotch in there. Interesting. Just a little hint. Hmm. So a burnt martini. Yeah. And then, of course, the Vesper, which we already talked about, which right. is a really a classic preparation. Now, like you said, um, James Bond, any fan or anyone who knows pop culture is, knows the phrase shaken, not stirred. If someone asks for a martini extra cold, oftentimes a bartender will ask you, do you want me to shake it instead of stir it? Because what that's going to do 
is going to break up the ice a little bit more and just kind of like add that ice component into the yeah it'll the be colder martini. it'll be much colder yeah. yeah now like i said like the the practice of attaching teeny to any cocktail out there is <laughs> yeah. very popular um especially like fruity sweet drinks so apple teeny yeah. lychee teeny um mocha teeny espresso martini mm. is often a vodka martini um and they generally have very little to do with right. the actual recipe it's other than that, like the same glassware <laughs> Exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's just that it's served in a martini glass, which actually the glassware for a martini predates the cocktail. Hmm. So it just became ubiquitous with the cocktail that goes into yeah. it. Yeah. Now, obviously, many people are at odds regarding the origin of the cocktail, but there is absolutely no denying that the popularity of the drink it still holds true today. Like yeah. young people, older people... It's it's never going to go anywhere. It's just one of those classic staples of cocktail lore and everything like that. It's just going to it's going to remain. And as a uh, a, a famous writer H L Mencken put it, it's quote the only American invention as perfect as the sonnet. Mm. Very lovely. Very, very poetic. <laughs> so, so poetic. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's the martini. Cool. The classic gin one. martini. I uh, only had two resources on this because there's tons to choose from. Yeah. Uh, the History of the Martini by Aliyah Baba at food52.com, article there she wrote some years ago, uh, and Sipsmith, sipsmith.com, Sipsmith Gin, the London, London Dry Gin, had some, a great breakdown of the different martini preparations. Mm, um, yeah. Check it out if you want to start mixing up some different types of yeah. martinis. But it's martini time. It is martini time. Anytime's martini time, <laughs> except if it's the middle of the day and you have work to do. It's probably not the best time. But <laughs> you do you. One more time. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you as always, everyone, for listening to the show. Uh, don't forget to rate and review and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. And you can also follow us on Instagram at where does this come from underscore pod. Absolutely. And we'll be back with you next week for another full episode of the podcast. But in the meantime, everyone, stay healthy, be well, and we'll see you next week on Where Did This Come From. Cheers. Cheers.